Good next Brian here from the Convincing Idiots Podcast. We're sharing these segments with you in case you're looking for some time with us, but don't have time for a full episode. Listen to us every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on our YouTube channel at Convincing Idiots. Find us on the new YouTube music app. And we hope we convince you to come back and join us every week. Hi, this is Aaron from Blake Insurance. You're listening to Convincing Idiots Podcast. I'm convinced. Call it again. Convincing Idiots. Convincing Idiots. Called it ham gravy. <laughs> I informed them that I sided with the stat man, not just anyone's opinion, the stat man Brian Fisher. These kids today, huh? Jingle All the Way is in fact the best Christmas movie of all time. I need to get grandma a present <laughs> and my herpes is flaring up. <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm the millennial Santa. Three friends representing three different generations. That's our whole shtick. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. Nick got the whole poop. Mm-hmm. I'm standing awesome. in the sea breeze, <laughs> holding awesome. a turd just mightily. I'm just going to hit hat. <laughs> anyway, on a lighter note, uh, that did ask that very question, Elmo. From Sesame Street. Just put out a simple tweet the other day here, guys. So, uh, just a simple thing. You know, hey, everybody, how are you doing? Something, some question like that. And that question alone just, he said, almost is checking in. How is everybody doing? Is what he, what he put out there in tweet. And it really became quite the recent uh, phenomenon out there on, on social media. So, this, that, this thread really blew up and feet people, for whatever reason, felt comfortable, whatever, to share some pretty serious stuff that was going on in their lives with Elmo and sharing with others. It became this really huge thread. Elmo recently appeared on the Today Show to talk about. Uh, So, yeah, so first of all, pause there. So did you guys see the story about Elmo? Thoughts on Elmo posting the story, people sharing things? Dean, why don't we start with you? Did you hear about this story? What are your thoughts on Elmo just asking how how people are doing and people really being honest about it? Go ahead. Um, I, at first, when I first read it, I didn't know exactly what it was. I, you know, so many of these accounts like that from from like brands and stuff, you know, kind of put out weird questions, weird stuff. So I didn't think much of it, and then I started seeing the traction where people were um, answering and then screenshotting. You know, the combined question with their answer and then posting those. Um, I, I guess it's, it's come to this awareness of kind of a mental health situation, right? Where, you know, kind of given the, you know, that maybe we all should check in with each other occasionally. You got a friend out there that, I mean, y- y'all could be good. You, you, but if you haven't talked to him in a minute, shoot a text, reach out. Hey, you doing all right? Cool. You good? All right. You know, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to reach out. And I think uh, that's what Elmo was doing with the with America. And uh, fuck, it responded, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Nick, the, did you see this? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I did this, not. This this was mm-hmm. news to me when, when we uh, started talking about this. But it's kind of a nice like little feel-good story, you know. And, and like Dean said, I mean, it's... Like you said, there's, there's a wink to like a bit like with mental health, and um, you know, we I, I think we've all got our you know friend group friends, and and we've all got close friends that um, you know we check in with from now and again and stuff like that. I know, I mean, I've I got buddies that 
you know, I, we know when we're going through stuff kind of thing and we just check in on each other. I'm grateful to have people like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's nice that you've got people, you know, that close to you that you can really confide in. Everybody needs that. And, and honestly, not everybody has that. Sure. Um, so like the fact that, I mean, that could be, cause when I first heard the story, I'm kind of like, okay, it's kind of like you kind of first you chuckle at it and like, oh, okay, everybody's really like open and up to like, elmo online um but then you kind of go like maybe you know those people maybe don't have that kind of dynamic where they've got like a friend or two that's really close that like they just they catch that vibe you know like uh, people that i i know when they're going through i just kind of give them a text you know shoot them something are they doing okay they've done the same for me and you know you can fight in people like that and maybe not everybody has that really at the ready so when whether it be elmo or something it just strikes a chord with you and you know, it's therapeutic. You feel the need. These people, maybe, you know, they feel that they can talk to Elmo in that way, you know, even though it's <laughs> in a public platform. But, I mean, they're, nobody knows it's who something. they are in a lot of that. You know, it's something. And, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of nice, really. I mean, um, there's, there's a little bit odd element there, but it, it is. It's, it's a nice thing. And, I shoot um, Nick a text, and, you know, he responds, you know, in like a week or two. Yeah, right, back. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, well, good, 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 you're still here, that's good. Yeah. Did you make I, it I, off I, that rock climb? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a nice thing, and like I said, not everybody, you know, maybe people don't always have that, and it's it maybe serves as more of just an outlet more than it is. I mean, I don't think people actually like this is Elmo. The like Elmo is a thing that's, you know, right. really talking to them necessarily, but it's, I mean, let's face it. We all in some capacity or another grew up with Elmo. So many people have, mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like that Steve thing with blues clues a while back when right. he was, he posted just like, you know, that I just that kind of, uh, affirmation video that like, Hey, I'm glad you're here. And like, you know, I'm, you know, it's just very nice, very just, Good vibes, very you need that kind, good-hearted, accepting, and um, you know, if you don't have you know a friend group like that or people in your life that can offer that, sometimes you just it doesn't even you just kind of need that. It just feels good to come from somewhere. So it's a it's a nice little. I like that story. It's it's a nice story. Um, guys, can I take no. can I take a moment? Can can I take a moment? Mm -hmm. Um, you listeners, viewers, I just want to uh, take this moment to. To say, hey, I don't give a fuck about you. That's all. <laughs> you know nice. how I don't text you to see how you're doing? <laughs> There's a reason for that. I don't fucking yep. care. <laughs> Heartfelt. Heartfelt. <laughs> well, yeah, let's let's just do our, our ask an idiot and you can answer however you want to, guys. So let's answer Elmo's question. How are you? How are you really doing? So Brian, I want to hear from you first because you're That's, asking I us like questions this. and I care about sad. you and I want to know how <laughs> you feel and how this is this impacted you how does it make you feel i i think it's nice i think it's like you say it's it's a safe figure that people felt comfortable to speak to and i think people i think as the as the thread continue to grow i it's really nice that people felt comfortable to share some personal things i didn't read the thread i'm sure it's very touching and you know heartfelt things in there that it's just nice that people come together like that you know so um yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a comfortable thing that people grew up with, and I think it's I think it's really nice, you know. So I think that people need. I'm sure a lot of people felt very. It was it, maybe they don't have someone that's reaching out to them and checking on them, or maybe they do, and it's the stuff that they don't really want to get into 
uh, with their loved ones because they're, you know, they don't they, care. They, don't like, nah, they don't like to do, they feel that they're, I go through that sometimes too, where you feel like you're maybe burdening people with your own shit and people have their own shit. And that's hard for, I don't know. People got to get over. You are, but I pretend too. to listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's a nice thing. So short answer. That's good. Yeah. You know, um, so how are you? Really? So, Dean, how are you? How do you want to? You can answer that question that you want to. So, you're answering Elmo's, you know, how are you? What's your, your fucking business? There you go. No. Okay. <laughs> Closed fucking book. That's how I am. Piss off. Um, how am I? Um, I'm good, actually. I'm, 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 I'm surprisingly good, I think. Um, if, if we want to, um, break kayfabe here and, and be honest, uh, you know, quite a few, maybe what, three years back, you know, there, there, there was a, there's a period of time where I wasn't, but right uh, around the start of this show that we were going through some tough times three years yeah. ago. Yeah. When, when this show started up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the show saved you, know. you is what you said <laughs> several times. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, when you get, when you get listeners, mm-hmm. Brian, when you get listeners in Germany and Brazil, um, it does something to a to a pal's uh, you know heart and and mine, mm-hmm. but no, I'm 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 doing actually uh, family wise, work wise, uh, podcast wise, uh, I'm I'm probably doing the best I've done in a while. That's I can great. Stand, I can stand to have a couple better shoulders and do a sit up or two, but other than that, I'm doing all right. Wonderful, Nick. Nick Lai? How are you? I'm doing well. Life's a funny thing. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's been an interesting little while here for me personally, but uh, it's it's been good. And all the ways that are important, uh, things are good. I'm learning how to. Um, I feel like I feel like I'm evolving as a person in many ways. Uh, a lot of things have changed in life for me over the last year or so um a lot of that's with you know kids growing up and life's changing Mm. different you know you're not always needed in the same ways that you were before and it's just kind of it's transitioning from little kid dad to and and i'm still got one kind of in it but learning how to be a different kind of parent um and you know things at work have changed and things like that all these which mostly for the good and so I'm, i'm very grateful for that but definitely um you know Certainly, it's 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 been it's been a uh, interesting. I feel like you're riding a wave. Sometimes, you know, you go through peaks and valleys, and uh, mm-hmm. you learn how to adjust. You learn how to be better for it. Um, and so, but I'm I'm good and and grateful that uh, I have you guys. And like I mentioned before, I get some I have some friends that when I've I've been struggling with some stuff, and I got a, a couple close friends that also I kind of going through some stuff at the same time. It's kind of a nice little support system we're able to use with each other and check in on each other and kind of, you know, bounce some things that we don't maybe talk about with other people or whatever off of one another. But uh, just really, I'm, I'm grateful for the people in my life. I'm grateful for the life that I have and my family. And at the end of the day, like, just grateful everyone's healthy, everyone's good. And, you know, with every thing that changes or feels uncomfortable or uneasy at times, um, I... I know that that's part of life is always changing and just to be comfortable in a spot is to be stagnant. And so I'm more open to different things and, and changes in life and seeing, uh, what, what new, uh, challenges and joys lie ahead for me. So 
things like that. But I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Brian, how are you doing? Very nice, sir. Really, um, how are you doing? Oh, good to hear. Uh, many emotions as I, as I, you get a little bit older. Like you say, it's you. It's uh, you have. It's still learning to adjust to being a young woman. Well, you have those thoughts to be. Well, <laughs> no, all two. seriousness, man. It's like you. You there's 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 less time ahead of you than you know, more time behind you than ahead of you. And so those mm-hmm. thoughts can creep into your head if you're not careful. You know, it's like you that can freak you out a little bit. You know, then you start to you start to think about numbers and. Well, how many Christmases do I have? You know, all this stuff starts to creep in your head, man. It's just like, well, yeah. how many good, how many good years? You know, we should. Hey, Alex says something the other day. We should travel while we can still do it. I'm just like, God damn it! I mean, Jesus, it's heavy. Christ. That's like, a heavy thing. You to start to think about that. Really think about, yeah. <clears throat> so you know, but you know, scared to get older at times, but also very blessed, like you guys are feeling with never really feel alone which is wonderful with family and friends and you can reach out and someone's there excited to, with a idea to take a, you know, additional steps with Ali and have a, a family house, a home, which it's all that sounds incredibly appealing. It's something I never really had much, you know, since I moved out of my parents' house, you know, so all that stuff is, but again, overall, overall blessed at the end of the day, it's a lot more, happy and peaceful thoughts than thoughts of, you know, fear of you know, the future and retirement and all these things that are looming out there where it could be very frightening you know, one day at a time. And I guess I just really appreciate the quality time with you guys and again, family and everybody. So it's, it's, uh, it's good overall, overall, it's, 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 uh, it's a good thing. Like I said, blessed in many ways. That's uh, that's the main thought that keeps coming to mind. So, yeah, it's probably been the most serious segment we've done in ever. Maybe. It, yeah, um, really. It's, yeah. Cute, you podcast, think, it's so. cute that you think it's you'll good. be able to retire. That's, that's adorable. Uh, do, yeah, I, don't even get me started. That, that can freak me out big time. That's, that's one of the We're biggest fears. Until we fucking die. Yeah. One of the biggest fears that I have. So, uh, so if you haven't bought a fucking shirt yet, yeah, you know, let's uh, let's let's get on right. the ball out there, everybody. We have two this. different online store options for you to purchase from. There's really no excuse. <laughs> that's right. No, that's good, and and we're interested if how you're doing out there as well. And again, in all seriousness, I know we, yeah, know we all agree with. Yeah, let us know. And again, listen. If anybody listens to this, you know we're not we're not a, we're not huge, we're not we're not big. We know that. You know we do this for fun and connect you know connecting to each other and everything else and. That's why we keep doing it at the end of the day. It allows us to, kind of forces us in a nice way to. But if you take a do see and, Nick and out talk. on the street, stop him, hug yeah. him, hold him, and tell him it. how you're doing. He loves I like it. it. Yeah. I do. He loves it. I always take a hug him, from a stranger. Tickle, tickle him like uh, like Elmo. You know. That's I mean? right. <laughs> yeah, but in all serious, again, if we if we if you take a second, if you listen to part of this show or all the show once in a while, we give you a pause, something to focus on. You know, outside your normal troubles or whatever. I mean, that's, we appreciate that. So, you know, we're, we're happy to do that for you, you know, so. Jen X. Bryan here from the Convincing Idiots podcast. If you're enjoying our show, tell a friend. And if you're not, well, tell two enemies. Watch out. There's something funny going on. It's new Tickle Me Elmo. Your child tickles Elmo and he talks. That tickles. And laughs. 
tickle him again, and hold on, because his whole body shakes with laughter. Oh, boy. So be on the lookout. He's coming to a funny bone near you. Tickle Me Elmo, the newest huggable member of the Tycho Sesame Street family. Gentlemen, last week we talked about we were talking about awards. It's awards season, so we've talked about last week the Oscars. Previously, we had recent, you know, the 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 Emmys, Emmys the Golden the, Globes, the Potties, the Potties, yep. <laughs> which were up for another nomination. You know, three consecutive years. Thank yeah, you very of much. And don't look uh, it up; it's hard to find the Potties. Yeah, don't. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, just take our word Trust for it. Us. It's a uh, it's a small thing over in the Sweden, uh, but anyways, we'll get, we'll talk more about that. Uh, We're gonna beat you again, Joe Rogan. We're coming for right. you again. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, well, maybe we'll win the equivalent of the, the podcast awards. Maybe with this award here. So the the Razzies have just been I'm announced. Surprised we here. haven't got one of those. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know we're we, up for a Rizzy, but a Razzy? I don't know about that. A Rizzy. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. I just got it nominated for a Jizzy, but that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Here, over there. Yep. Dean wins that one very often <laughs> every year. So. year. Yeah, and right. then Brian is would be up for the Glizzy, of course, because mm-hmm. oh, yep, right, yep. Mm-hmm. of course, the size. So the, so the Razzies, if you ever heard of the Razzie before, it's basically it's sort of it's uh, you know, awarding the worst movies and acting performances and so forth. You know, and some okay. people have fun with this. Like there was a you know pretty well, Halle Berry was up for the a Razzie award for a Catwoman years ago, and she went out and probably accepted it and all that. So obviously, yeah, <laughs> it just depends on your your sense of humor and everything else here. So. uh I'll, I'll just give you the not some of the nominations here. So, yeah. worst picture nominees of twenty twenty four, according to the Razzies, Exorcist Believer. Again, this is the Exorcist uh, sequel. Mm. It, I, I do want to see it because I'm such an Exorcist fan, but it right. doesn't look that great. I don't know. Uh, Expend Expendables four. Sure. Uh, I loved Expendables 1, 2, 3. The fourth one did not, eh, I don't know. And then it really took a tank in the box office. Did so that, that come out the, within the last year? Did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like late last year, and it Wake really took coffee. a dive in the box office. So uh, that might be the last time you see the Expendables. Meg 2, The Trench, so the giant shark movie. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which I, I did see. That not good. You can find that on uh, Max streaming. Disappointing because the first one was pretty was pretty it solid. Was. So. It was. It's Which one? Good. Oh, the uh, Shazam. Shazam sequel. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. either. Nah, it's not. As I did see the, the first Meg. That was yeah. pretty good. Okay. And I then saw Kazam. A long time Kazam. ago, but whatever. Yep. Yeah. Kazam with uh, Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. yeah. Was it Shaq or was it with? Uh, it was Shaq. Sinbad. Was it Shaq? No. That's one of those uh, uh, Mandela effects where people yeah. think that that uh, Sinbad was in some type of genie boombox, but mm-hmm. no. I, so. I watched that movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And also, Dean, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was up for a worst I'm gonna, I'm picture. Gonna end up, I'm going to watch it. I, I got to. Yeah. Worst actor, Russell Crowe for The Pope's Exorcist, Vin Diesel, Fast X, Chris or Evans anything he's in. for Ghosted. <laughs> Jason Statham, Meg Two, John Voight, Mercy, Worst Actress, Anna De Armas, Ghosted. I don't know what this Ghosted movie is. 
Megan Fox for Johnny and Anything Clyde. Anything she does. Yeah. Samuel Hayek, Magic Mike's Last Dance. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, the mother. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. What? What did you? Samuel Magic Hayek, Mike's Magic Last Mike's Dance. Last Dance. What is so, that? It was. It was the sequel. Magic Mike was the you know, the male dancer movie. Yeah, with uh, the the fuck, what's his name? The guy from Twenty One Jump Street and twenty the um, uh, yeah. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yep, yeah, Channing Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, did not know there was a Last Dance one. Well, yeah, here because there was a there was a second one, right? And this was like the third one. Third one. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, it's the Last Dance. Uh, oh, sure. After no. the Razzie is one. Promise. And yeah. Dom <laughs> Helen Helen Mirren for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Oh wow! Has, has again, it's, it had to have happened before that that somebody that's won an Oscar also also wanted, wins for for worse. You has, know what I mean? Yeah, it has to be yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, worst supporting actress, Kim Control, about my father, Megan Fox for Expendable Four. So she's got two uh, nominations. Oh wow! Bay Ling, Johnny and Clyde, Lucy Liu for Shazam: Fear the Gods. Again, terrible movie. Mary Stewart Masterson, Five Nights at Freddy's. There we go. I was wondering when that was going to show up. There you go. Worst supporting actor, Michael Douglas, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I'm doing the thumbs up. No, he wasn't. Mel Gibson, Confidential Informant. Bill Murray, Ant-Man and the Wasp. He was not good in that. No. Francis Mm -hmm. Nero as the Pope and the Pope's Exorcist. And Sylvester Stallone, Expendables 4. Um... I'll pan down here a little bit here. Uh, worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel: Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, Exorcist, Believer, Expendables Four, One of the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and Indiana Jones. Oh, and the Dial of uh, Destiny. Bullshit. That was fun. Yep, that was a fun one. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. And worst screenplay, and there's other stuff here. Worst director, etc. Worst screenplay: The Exorcist, Believer, Expendables Four, Indiana Jones. And the Dial of Destiny, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. So we'll see who the big winners are. We'll come back and recap the winners. Hmm. And it's the 44th edition coming up of the, wow. the Razzies. I did hear Blood and Honey in there for a lot of different nominations. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> it's like three or four drops there. Yep. So there you go. So it, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. So that's uh, what I got the. The Razzies. Of of the Razzie movies, which one do you want to see the most? I assume, Dean, would it be Blood and Honey for you? Which yeah, one would yeah, you be sure, most sure likely is. to watch of the ones that you heard a lot of, uh, of names on there? Yeah, uh, for me, Expendables 4. Just be, I did like the first three. You know, and I, okay. I, I, I love those uh, the, uh, Stallone and all the old action guys. So I'll probably go back and watch that at some point on streaming. So that's that's it for me. How about you, Nick? Any yeah. any uh, wish? I would I would probably go with uh, either Blood and Honey just as a standalone, just because mm. you know it already kind of looks ridiculous, and then like mm-hmm. you know by all consensus it is. Uh, or similar to you, I would be maybe likely to see the second Shazam just to see why, like mm. what went wrong, why is it bad, yeah. why is like what happened. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, that was it's just uh, it's like a whole team of kids have the Shazam powers. How, why, where? It's not really explained too well. I just there's like a whole group of kids that could do the Shazam thing. You know, it's yeah. just like okay, it's in the bad guy. I, I don't. I just I don't know. Just it's, it just didn't. But 
yeah, check it out on on Max. Like I say, just experience the the, the uh, train the train wreck. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. There's a new conspiracy theory out there that involves one of Nick's uh, all-time favorite uh, celebrities, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor, Taylor oh. Swift. Well, not no. Your your second favorite, I think, uh, Dean. That makes sense. Taylor Swift obviously getting a lot of publicity for you know she's dating Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. If you're a a, a Taylor I think Swift he's fan getting more publicity NFL, for that than she probably. Is, but... Probably, and it's and it's it's fine. I mean, they yeah, cut away whatever. and show her having fun at the at the game. I did enjoy. I don't care what people. I I'd love to see Jason Kelsey, uh, Travis's brother, in the booth with no shirt, yelling with the holding a can of Labatt Blue, you know, yelling and screaming for his brother. It's all just fun stuff. Who cares? Oh, yeah, yeah, but when I do it, he says, "Stop ruining my birthday party." Yeah, yeah. double standards. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> So there's a new conspiracy theory uh, by some, you know, uh, left wing or uh, right wing, beg right. your pardon, right wing right. Uh, folks out there that that believe that uh, you know Taylor Swift that, that the, it, it was fixed by the NFL to get the Chiefs into the Super Bowl, so you have yep. a platform, a large platform, a large audience going to be watching the Super Bowl, and then Taylor Swift is going to come out and endorse Joe Biden. At the Super Bowl, and get all yep. these people encouraged to go vote, which <laughs> probably a, a, a 58% plus of her fans are, may not be old enough to vote yet. So let's put that aside for a second there, you know. Uh, but so it's this whole propaganda, and they're, there's they're news saying outlets like on, and people on the major news outlets, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Fox News, yeah. New, Newsmax, or whatever the fuck they are. They are they are actually these are words they are saying on their broadcast, Nick. They are saying that she is a psyop, a CIA psyop. Um that that she is a plant from the CIA, and this was all planned in order to, to get Biden elected. The mm-hmm. Super Bowl's been rigged. Well, um, why would they need to get people Travis, to vote when they could just steal it again like they did right? the first time? <laughs> they didn't need yeah, to steal yeah. four years ago. So they have this, they said, what a perfect match. You have this this young CIA psyop, and then you have this, um, then then you have this, this meathead football player who who's um, big pharma because he got vaccinated and he does those commercials. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I've heard this. This doesn't mean th- yeah. this is no. I know. Me. I've I've seen the yeah. Um, and it, and also that he does Bud Light commercials. So so he is ah, yeah. also ah, yeah. um yeah. Well, you know right wing yeah. yeah woke and and the whole mm-hmm. culture yep yeah. So yeah, it the insanity from these people. What it is honestly, what it comes down to it is they are afraid. It is simple fear of that that one young person has so much pull with her audience sure. that yep. has so much influence on her fans that when she tells them and if they are old enough to vote, they will probably not all of them. It, if they're they're they, they will probably listen to her endorsement. Well, I mean, and to be fair, if Taylor Swift told me to vote for Don King for president, I fucking would. I mean, she, you know, why, why, why not? 
Do you think that she will? Maybe, I know we don't believe in the conspiracy theory, but I don't know that she's really. She tends to keep her political beliefs, I believe, to herself. Up on that. Well, she came out last year. Yeah, the first election the first time. Okay. Okay. Because she has stayed, and actually, I told you guys a while ago, and this is kind of, uh, you know, my my big turn on Taylor Swift and how I became such a fan was was watching that documentary that I was telling you guys. I reviewed one Mm -hmm. time, the uh, Miss Americana, and it, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously outlines her career, different things that she's gone through in her career, and there's a big portion of it that, you know, focuses on that, and she's talking about, you know, for so long. You know, she didn't want to be, you know, the Dixie Chicks were cast aside when they spoke out against Bush and like, you know, that especially uh, being that you're coming from country music and you want to try to and when you go into pop, you want to, you know, have a broad appeal, be appealing to everyone and don't, you know, make your opinions too known and all the stuff. And it just so happened to be that she felt very strongly about certain uh, social issues that Hmm. she felt the need to to state her you know her her opinions um which is admirable and you you know if you don't agree with her you don't have the same opinions that's fine but i mean to be uh young for literally for her entire life uh being in the spotlight and being directed by management and uh you know um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh not only management but uh you know Influencers, handlers. Uh, yeah, handlers, and there's a word, but I can't think. Anyway, um, you know, publicists. That's what it is. Publicists and stuff to, you know, Mm -hmm. protecting her image, telling her that this is how she should try to appeal to people and stuff. The fact that she would, you know, come out and and make her something that she feels strongly about known is is admirable. Um, but yeah, I just um. But that that's that was a big part of that documentary was talking about that that was she finally felt the need that she'd always tried to veer away from that. She didn't want to, you know, uh, kind of make, make us some polarizing opinion. So but that was just something that she felt like she had to do. I, I, I got news for all these people, by the way. Taylor Swift does not need the fucking Super Bowl to reach no. millions of people. No, she has okay. the hottest tour going the- right now. All NFL she has to do is go is on social actually, media or news and outlets. She can get on the. T- she says, "I want to do a television interview." Every network, every news outlet are going to scramble over themselves to put her out there, if nothing else, for ratings, okay, yeah. views, etc. So she doesn't need the Super Bowl, everybody, to no. get the extra exposure. So and the don't NFL. Worry. Is massive. It is huge. It is right. in the United States, hands down, far and away, the mm-hmm. most popular sport there is. I mean, they they print money. Taylor Swift is bigger than the fucking NFL. She is. Right. It's not close. <laughs> like, she does not need the NFL either. Like it's yep. yeah. It's I mean, All if anything, they don't necessarily need her, but it benefits them greatly to have her at their games and on TV at their games. Of I mean, of for sure. All I know is th- this whole thing that's gone on this week uh, with everybody screaming and complaining about this conspiracy, it's changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to root for the Chiefs <laughs> just go. because I want to see everybody on the right the next day melt the fuck down completely. Sure. 
Now, I have a question. If they're fixing for the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl, right, so that Taylor can get all, all this stuff, I, 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 if we wanted to get deep into it, and you really, if I wanted to just kind of disconnect from reality like a lot of these people, and I, you know, maybe I could, I could maybe understand a little bit if uh, Travis Kelsey played for the Lions. You know, a team that's been around and been, you know, slowly built, but like now the Lions made a, had a really great yeah. season, made a deep run. The Kansas City Chiefs have been into the Super Bowl and been winning Super Bowls mm-hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. over the last ten, long right. before Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were an item. Uh, right. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have been winning Super Bowls, so there's a little bit of a problem with that theory. Year in the AFC Championship game or something like that. Yeah, you know, to say that they beat the team they're about to go against Sunday in the Super Bowl. This is a rematch from two years ago. That's right. And this might be striking a nerve, but this is a little crazier. But it's also like people acting like Deflate Gate was that big of a deal. Like fucking Tom Brady wasn't going to isn't the greatest to ever do it and wasn't going to be in the fucking Super Bowl anyway. Like, right. it's so, like, ridiculous. Like, it, yeah, I mean, I get that you want to grasp at straws and you want to try to, to knock the king off there a little bit, but um, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, they, they were going to probably be there anyway. Okay, uh, there's a couple Star Wars stories out there in, in, in the news here. Obviously, we're huge as Star Wars uh, nerds, so a couple things here. Uh, Daisy Ridley has come out and speaking against sexism in Star Wars from Star Wars fans. She's saying that it's kind of blown out of proportion. Uh, so they're there saying isn't that, that much sexism in Star, like Star Wars fan sectors? Is that what... There she's is. saying she's saying that, that there, there is. really isn't. So some oh. people, but there, there's others that are, you know, maybe suggesting that you can't have a uh, a a powerful woman character in the Star Wars universe. Obviously, we had Princess Leia, who was probably one of the most powerful female characters, maybe in movie history. Quite honestly, I mean, as a kid, that she was one of the most earlier powerful women on screen that I can remember sure. as a kid anyway. You know what I mean? She was a heroine and a leader and everything else. We've talked about that before. So, But she's kind of coming out and defending Star Wars that, hey, you know, it's a woman character can have a prominent storyline in this universe uh, and that she, frankly, hasn't even read the new script yet, but she understands it's a going to be a very good, uh, powerful script for the Rey character. So she's still planning to reprise her role of Ray uh, for a movie that takes place, you know, years after the last uh, shitty uh, Disney trilogy. So any thoughts on that as far as do you agree that the female character can be prominent in the Star Wars universe? Any thoughts on that, guys? Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, she yeah. already was. Right. They've already we're, done we're, it. And I mean, yeah, Ray was the lead, lead character. Yeah, they keep going through. I mean, with like Ahsoka, and like Ahsoka yeah. was a strong, a lot of strong female characters in Ahsoka, yeah. both on good and evil. You know what I mean? Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, and Star Wars continues to do that. Um, so, I mean, I guess you know, does Star Wars have its like incel nerd pockets? Yeah, absolutely. But like, I, there's gonna be some in every group. I mean, I get what she's saying. It's like it can be. You can focus. It's easy to focus on the bad stories and the people with the you know negative energy toward it. But I would say, um, you know, in my experience, a lot of people that I think a lot of what people like about Star Wars is the 
they're in a world of total diversity. I mean, human beings and alien mm-hmm. species yep. and droids, and they all interact as things and beings and entities just trying to make it through to the other side and, and survive in the galaxy. I mean, to sit there and whether it's based on race or sex or anything like that, um, it's kind of silly in, in Star Wars. It's really misplaced because that kind of it, Star Wars has never really been the, the the place for that. You know, Star Wars, like I said, it's always been very diverse as far as characters and creatures. And it's odd to me that someone as a Star Wars fan would fixate on subject matter like that or like be upset that there's a you know strong female character or a black stormtrooper or what it's just like really like have you been here the whole time like did you yeah did you miss princess Leia? did you miss lando like did you like i don't understand like why are you new here like you didn't like what's what's why are we why are we doing this now so um yeah i mean i agree with what she's saying it's probably easy to to focus on the negative storylines but i would say a lot of people who are really truly Star Wars fans and fans of that universe are probably not the majority of those people. That's actually a good segue into the other story here. So there's a comment made by a guest on a Star Wars fans YouTube channel that's given female fans an opportunity to remind the fandom that films are for everyone. So somebody commented that women don't even care about it. Uh, Yes, that that happened on the Star Wars Theory podcast or YouTube channel. Yes, that's it. So he's saying some guy said it's a man's little thing. Let them have it, but they they want to be like, oh, there's such a deprivation. We've got to be in it so they could be a mini hero. So uh, his commentary really spurred a lot of female Star Wars fans coming out and saying, you know, basically that's ridiculous and they're tired of, you know, males mansplaining the Star Wars theories to them that they could be females could be true fans as well. And uh, actually, similar to your comments just now, Nick Mary, Elizabeth Winstead, who plays Hera Sindola in Disney Plus Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Uh, her quote is, it started as, Star Wars started as a trend, starting with Princess Leia, and has continued it, and, has, and it's grown to a point where now it sort of doesn't really matter. Gender doesn't matter. It's like you were saying. So it's Star Wars. We're all in this together. So there's something really special about being a part of something that's like, we don't really need to call attention to it. Because these characters transcend gender in that way. So, uh, again, similar to your thoughts here. So, I mean, I know what, I already know what our opinions are, but it, I mean, is that guy way out of line to say that the Star Wars universe is more for men than women? Is that a ridiculous comment or does he it, have it some is absurd. point? No, it's absurd. Um, it, I, I know, I know men and women Star Wars fans, um, they're just the same as the characters on screen. It's as diverse out in the fan community. That is just one pocket of of incel laden uh, yelling and and complaining about you know that, that it's not the Star Wars they remember seeing, right? I want them. I want to blow their minds, and and I I love Daisy Ridley, but let's replace her with Taylor Swift, and let's blow this whole fucking thing up. That's right. wide open. Yep. yep. Their heads will pop like a zit. That's right. And she endorsed Joe Biden in in the end credits. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like the lightsaber pops up, and it says "Vote Joe" mm-hmm. um, on it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, Emperor Biden. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Support your empire. Yeah. 
So Nick, what do you think? Is fe- Star Wars for everybody? Is it uh, you know female? F- is it yeah. not just for uh, men? Right? Yeah. No, of okay. course it's for everybody. And that, you know what? Like I, it's silly. I mean, and I think we're. I mean, we are. Some people are a little slower to this concept than others. But like, we're society is, is moving away from these uh, gender norms. That, that I got to tell you, I know a lot of women who really like football and they genuinely mm-hmm. like it. I know a lot of guys, straight guys, who like musicals and who like things that would mm-hmm. not be typically seen as masculine. I, you're it, to say that something is for men or women specifically is ridiculous it's for whoever likes it there Mm -hmm. are many things across the board and star wars is probably the least divisive of them of course right star wars can be loved and admired and adored by any type any of any gender any you know type of person any age um star wars maybe more than most things like i said because it is so diverse because it's fun because it's an imaginative world. It's for anyone and everyone who enjoys it. If you like it, whatever that may be, if it's a, a TV show or a sport or an activity that maybe typically falls outside of, of what you would fit into the demographic of, you're allowed to like that thing. If that thing brings you joy and makes you happy, and then you're allowed to like that thing. So Star Wars absolutely is entertainment. For Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you if it's like a musical it, or it's Star Wars, doesn't matter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, like right. what and you that, like. Go ahead. That's right. And in that universe, you're right. You can. It's it's an equal amount of men, women, and you say alien creatures that are both good and bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you really don't call attention to it either way. It's not a strong female character. It's a strong character in that universe a strong leader in that universe you know whatever that being is you know so yeah Uh, good uh, good stuff here guys two is coming out in the theater very soon and i just thought this was amusing there is a collectible Popcorn buckets. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? I have. On social have media? Seen this. I have. Yeah. What is it? And this is worth a thumbs up, actually. <laughs> Dune two popcorn bucket. Uh-huh. Yes. Check it out. Give it a look. See. I'm gonna look, look at it. it. Treat look it yourself. Gonna, you can look it up on your own. I'm gonna show it here on the, on the camera here too. So. Oh. Oh, you're okay. So it's like a it's like a worm like creature. Bring it down a little bit, Brian. He can't see the top oh, sorry. of it all the way. It's like a worm. Why is it a butthole? Well. That's what it looks like on top there. I hear so you have to reach the in the butthole to get the to get the uh, popcorn. So, are you tired of sticking your dick through the bottom of the popcorn bucket? <laughs> well, we thought we'd make it a little more enjoyable to put it through the top. Yeah. So there's been some funny uh, tweets on this. There, one guy tweeted, uh, six pumps of butter, hold the popcorn." <laughs> <laughs> one guy just one guy just quoted, uh, "Just just hear me out a minute." That's that's all he said. Oh my god! So, yeah. So the, no, no. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good. That's a good quote. Oh my god! Yeah. So no comment uh, from uh, Warner Brothers Discovery did not immediately respond to a request for comment. So people are commenting like somebody, somebody's getting fired over that. <laughs> Maybe not. Because people now it's become such a, an odd. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of them. Gonna, I mean, who doesn't want a butthole popcorn bucket? Yeah, people's gonna buy it to laugh at it, right? Yeah. So, 
that's pretty good. So if you've not seen it, we'll, we'll post it out on the on the on our on social media and stuff like that. But just just look up popcorn bucket for Dune Two. It's the strangest uh, collectible popcorn that you're ever gonna probably ever see again, frankly. So it's like this. It's like a sarlacc pit looking thing, basically. Mm-hmm. If you're a a Star Wars teeth. fan here, yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Yes, less teeth. The opening is much smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you will, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. So crazy.